With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. Um, Mike, what what the hell happened yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, it's one of those things that you, uh, it definitely hasn't hit me yet. Um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't really know how else to say it. Like, yeah. I'm walking around, like just like to work from to the train, whatever, and. I'll just like stop and smile and just think about like, <laughs> the fact that this is this is going on, and I, and I'll laugh to myself about the fact that there's still a, the absurdity of having Lou Lamarillo, like, <laughs> the one who do this. Like Lou Lamarillo is the one who fired Gar Snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's all, there's very. It's, I hadn't even thought about that. It's very like Shakespearean in its in its way. You know, there, there's a lot of layers to what it is, and yeah, I, I don't know if I've really actually sort of processed what's what's happened but obviously we're talking about um the news on tuesday that garth snow and doug wait have been relieved of their duties as the press uh, release said uh they are still with the organization right now but lou lamorello is the gm he's gonna look for a coach he's been doing his um you know rounds of uh, media availability and he said that they're gonna get the best coach for the job who or what that means we don't know barry trotz uh could be winning a Stanley Cup if uh, <laughs> this time tomorrow night. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this on Thursday, you might have already won it. Who knows? But um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that that could be possible, and none of them are named Doug Waite. Probably none of them are going to be Brent Thompson or any of the assistants, uh, which would have been the Islanders' way for the last long longest time. But those days are done, and uh, basically the impossible has happened. And I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I when I say I never thought this day would come where Doug Wade and Garth Snow, especially Snow. Wait, you know, you never really know, but like, especially that Snow would not be the Islanders' general manager anymore. I literally mean, I did not think this day would come. Like, it would, we would have to wait until the end of his contract, which could be four years, could be whatever. But the day has it has come. It has actually happened. And yeah, trying to wrap your mind around it is pretty difficult right now. 
if you would ask me, I would say, yeah, I could, you know, there's going to be a, there's an end to all things, but it would have been on Snow's own accord. The fact that it wasn't, you know, him saying, oh, I, my contract's up, I'm going to go upstairs and like kind of quote unquote leaving, you know, amicably <laughs> is, is what surprises me like uh, to no end. And I, there is some like kind of gratification to any, like I know they're human beings and whatnot and. Don't act like, you know, we're, we all have a big clamoring for this guy to lose his job on Twitter for the past like three right. years. We're putting up signs in different boroughs. Mm. But uh, there is like some sort of gratification because it did kind of feel like it got personal with him a little bit. And mm. it might be petty uh, for me to say it that way. But like it, it, and it felt that way about Milbury, too. Like this guy, it, he had an air about him like that. I think Brian Compton was on our show a while ago saying smartest guy in the room syndrome. And that I think was his, you know, biggest flaw because he did some good things, but he always thought he was smarter than everybody else and had like a way out of things that even though the entire, you know, population, hockey watching population was like, don't do that. Hmm. He was like, no, I know better than all of you people. So that's like kind of where the gratification comes uh, of it. And uh, yeah, in, <laughs> It's it's not it's 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 not like a good thing to be j- dancing on somebody's grave, but I'm probably doing it. <laughs> I mean, we, we've taught. It's funny because like we've danced around this subject for a number of years now, and like for example, we were saying that you know just just last week or two weeks ago when Lou took the job that it's going to be different because it's going to be normal. The Islanders are going to start to act like a normal hot NHL franchise, which is not something they have really ever been. Uh, even when they were, you know, the toast of the of the league back in the early '80s, um, I had totally forgotten that I wrote after that bizarre press conference that will now go down in team history as you know a seminal moment. I guess that the team started to st- they needed to start thinking within the box and stop thinking out of the box because that is where you have gotten this has gotten you. And then it occurred to me a couple days later, if not a week later, that nobody represents the box better than Lou Lamorello. He is the box. Like he is the guy that built the box <laughs> and now he is working for them. And this is what you do inside of the box. You evaluate a situation and, you know, in fairness to Lou, you know, I know he's, he's knows all and sees all, but he hasn't been in the, in the Islanders organization. He doesn't know what's happening. And outside of whatever he hears from his buddy, Garth Snow, we'll talk about that again in a second. But, um, you know, this is what happens when you don't cut the mustard you will find yourself being fired and you aren't going to get, you know, maybe you get a second chance, but maybe there won't be a third chance and maybe there won't be a fourth chance. And maybe there won't be like, you know, six months where things just keep happening, even though they're clearly not working, which is how the Islanders have operated definitely within the last couple of years, not always in fairness, but like the last couple of years have been defined by this idea that, well, you know, it'll get fixed after a while and it isn't until February where, you know, a lineup change is made or, you know, this year and, and Brian Compton and, and Mike Carver talked about this a lot on the, the ILC podcast today that, you know, Calvin DeHaan and Johnny Boychuk go down, nothing happens. They call up a couple of guys from Bridgeport and that's it. And they just keep losing. <laughs> and like and then the trade deadline comes and nothing happens. And it's like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I don't know what Lou evaluated, but to me, that's the sign of a guy who's just not really doing anything. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, the evaluation to us, we were joking this whole time. Come on, what do you need to evaluate? It's pretty simple. But, you know, I think Lou, it took him two weeks to come to the same evaluation that we did, which is like, this ain't working and something's got to f- be fixed. And that means you're gone. Sorry. Yeah. And, and, and I think one thing that that's kind of popped up and you've you made fun of it today in a, in a tweet about, you know, people saying, oh, Lou is old too maybe too old school for the game or that it, where it is now or whatever the like like you said the islanders needed to stay inside that box and it's it we couldn't be like oh we're gonna go get the new cutting edge gm the 26 year old mit grad because that's just not what this team needs right now what this team needed now and it and it sounds cliche and we hate like when people say it, but there was a culture ch- like we needed a culture change and the Islanders have made 11 or 12 of them in the past, you know, two years, <laughs> as, as, so to speak, like they needed one that actually had took place and people to be held accountable. And there is really the best person in the world to do that and to kind of just clean house and instill some fear of God and people that probably haven't had any of that in 
this franchise's history yeah, pretty much. is Lou Lamarillo. So yeah. like yeah. you can say all you want about him being old school, whatever. We needed a disciplinarian. We needed like Sister Jean from when your mom <laughs> tells you stories about her high school. And like that's who we needed. Right. We, and she she came in and she whipped everybody with her paddle. And it, it was great. It's um it's uh, when you say that, I think of like, you ever seen the Blues Brothers, the Penguin, yes, the, the, yeah. ner- the, the nun in the beginning, Kathleen Freeman. That That's who you're talking about. The, the Penguin, where she beats the hell out of them yep. in, in the chairs with the ruler. But, uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because two things. Um, if uh, I'll, I'll put a link to this if I remember later on. Um, but uh, Lou actually called into um, one of the Sportsnet shows today, the Bob McCown uh, show with uh, John Shannon. And, um, you know, one thing he said that I thought was really interesting was that today's game is all about speed. He's all like, you know, we have had, you know, obviously when I was with New Jersey, he said we were known for being a defensive team. But, you know, we led the league in scoring a couple of years in a row there, which a lot of people forget. He's right. I think the, the 2003 team that won the, the cup or maybe the year, the year before, uh, they led the league in scoring that year as opposed to, you know, as they weren't the sort of like stifling defensive team that they are known although they were very good at that too so hearing him talk about the speed of the game and how you know in vegas's case in particular the speed is that that's their big weapon that's what they've been using to get all the way to the cup final so that made me feel a lot better that maybe lou isn't quite as old school as he may seem but um but the other thing too is uh yeah th- this team need needed an adult the franchise forget forget that when i say <laughs> the team i don't mean like just the guys on the ice i mean the franchise needed an adult in the room and they found one, and I think, and again, I'm glad you brought this up. I, I, I mentioned this last time, and I, I'm the more I think about it, the more I feel like I might be right. This was the guy they targeted, and I feel like this was the guy that they said we need to get this guy to come in and set up, set us up, and do you know make our team an NHL team. And now that begs the question, well, what if they hadn't got – what if <laughs> Lou had not called Scott Malkin back after that second phone call and Larry Tannenbaum, the uh, Leafs owner, was like, I'll just call the guy back. Just just talk to him for a few minutes. What could it kill you? Um, <laughs> if he hadn't done that, I mean, where would they be? Well, I don't know. Good question. We'd probably still be sitting here complaining about Garth Snow. But the fact is they got him. They, whatever they had to pitch him, whatever they had to sell him on, they got him here. And – this is the guy who's going to set things up. And the fact that he's 75 might actually end up working out in the Islanders' favor because they need a guy who's, you know, got got those miles on him and wants to set things up in an old-school way, but, you know, building a team that hopefully is kind of new school. Yeah, and and, and I think he's going to do that. And I don't, I don't think the league is going to, you know, not, not saying that they'll prohibit him from doing that, but just the way the game is played right now, you can't set up a team like people. You can't set up an old-school, like an old Lou Lamarillo team and expect to win. Um, and I know like the last podcast, I was like kind of all caught up in, you know, I want to bring back the one, two, two trap and stuff. And you know, kind of, kind of do just, just to take the piss out, but of everybody else in the league. But at the same time, like I, we, we know what this, this league is like now, everybody knows it's all about, you know, speed and having dynamic players who are versatile and, and not having really any, you know, weak leaks on a on a roster from top to bottom. It's like looking at the the Capitals right now. The Capitals are getting by and and succeeding because they have basically one or two bad players, uh, and that's and if you have you know more than that, you're you're not going to win. But if you have two or less, you're going to like that's just the <laughs> NHL right now. Like you just got to have just just twenty average dudes and maybe sprinkled <laughs> with a little bit of superstar and 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 luck. And I think that you know that's. Lou knows that obviously he knows how that he's been living in this NHL now for the same time we have. And he's been a, been a part of a, a Leafs team. Mm-hmm. Like people are like talking about the, you know, the Leafs are built to, to, to win in this NHL, obviously mm-hmm. Lou wasn't just like sitting around and this team, didn't, they weren't like sneaking this team by him and being like, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to pick up, uh, we're going to pick up this guy and this guy, and we're going to draft, uh, draft Nylander and, and, and all these guys like without his blessing he knew he knew what was going on like so yeah you can give the guy a little bit of credit that nobody wants to give him any credit with the leaps but the guy deserves a little bit right i was gonna say that they give him credit for the moves that puzzle people so like he gets credit for matt martin and roman Pollock and um who's the other guy ron hainsey but he doesn't get credit for like mitch marner or uh nazim kadri or any of those guys uh, or Frederick I, Anderson, Frederick like, Anderson, like, yeah, or uh, you know um, Travis Dermott, or any of those other guys. Like they, you know, they find the younger guys to give credit to. And again, I, I don't, 
I'm not saying that I think everything he's going to do turns to gold. And, and I mean, I'm looking at the, the devil's sort of franchise history here uh, in which Lou, you know, ran the team from 1987 to 2014, I guess it was. But, uh, and you know, there are some missed playoffs in there and a lot of first round exits and a lot of coaches. Um, but I think the thing is, again, he's going to, a, set the organization up for the future and say, okay, this is how you run the business department. This is how you run this. This is how the, you know, this means that like assistant coaches aren't going to talk to media anymore. Rookies aren't going to talk to media anymore. Be thankful that he wasn't hired last year because Matthew Barzell, we would not have heard from because he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might not. I always even... thought that was funny. You never knew what Devil's rookies' voices sounded like right. until the like, year. They were 30 years old, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the numbers thing is a big thing. I mean, I assume that should he resign, John Tavares would get to keep his number. But, you know, uh, Arthur Staple alluded to this on Twitter. Josh Hosang, if he comes back up here, he ain't wearing 66. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to wear something else. So, I mean, there's that kind of stuff. Um, but also, you know, they just they needed a guy to, to set everything up and, and run it the way a team should be run. And this team, frankly, has not had that in a long, long time. And a lot of it goes back to Garth Snow. And, and you know, you can just look at the body language on that at that press conference. Again, he's kind of slouched over and he's just wearing like a pullover. And it's just it's not the kind of thing that an NHL team should have. I mean, it's at the practice facility. <laughs> it's like and, you know, I, I wonder, too, if like, uh. we're almost a little bit. I don't want to say at fault because we're the fans. It's not our fault. But like we kind of accepted this because we knew it. And even with the moves that happened, it occurred to me that we didn't expect these moves because we're Islanders fans. Like we would never expect moves like this. Like we would never expect them to just fire a couple of guys that have been here forever just because they weren't doing the job because that's not how the Islanders that's have operated. Yeah. Entire that's time. a great point. Like if, if Labarillo, if the, if all of a sudden the, 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 the Red Wings are like, yeah, we're, we're firing this guy and Ken Holland and Lamarillo's coming in with Mark Hunter, you'd be like, that's a very Red Wings move. Yeah, sure. And that totally Islanders makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boston Bruins hiring Lou Lamarillo. Totally get it. I totally yeah. understand that. But like the Islanders doing that, that's never something they do. I mean, even the, even the idea of talking about coaches that have track records, like that's something the Islanders never do. I mean, if if the Islanders were going to even when Waite took over, and we talked for a year and a half, if not more, about well, they got to fire Jack Capuano. It's not working. They got to get rid of him. The only guy we possibly saw them bringing in was Doug Waite because he was right there. <laughs> yeah, the biggest debate was whether or not Waite. Oh, we don't know if he wants to take the job because he's the assistant GM, <laughs> right. and maybe Brett yeah. Thompson takes it because he's the AHL guy, and they <laughs> did that with Cappy, and maybe like those are not options for you know, 99% of the league, like why? And, and, you know, you're limiting yourself with those guys. And, you know, if I, I hate to say it, like you just said, I mean, you don't want to root for people being fired, but you know, if you're, if you're an assistant coach now and you haven't been fired, I mean, unfortunately you gotta, you better have your resume shined up. Like if you're Brent Thompson, you better have your resume shined up because once Luke gets a look at the, at the record of the Bridgeport sound tigers over the last couple <laughs> of years, he's probably gonna have some questions and he, you might yep. not, he might not like the answers. So it's just such a weird thing to to be an Islanders fan and be like, yeah, those guys got fired because they weren't cutting it. My, a friend of mine who's a Rangers fan texted me before, and he was like, you got Dougie fired. I'm like, I didn't get Doug fired. Doug got himself fired. Like, you <laughs> watch his team play. Like, the, you know, he and Garth got Garth and him got themselves fired. Like, that's the way it works. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's fu- it's funny. Like how it the Islanders there there really was never a breaking point with with like coaches and GMs for the Islanders because they surpassed the breaking point right. usually within like their first two or three months. And, and so like when Scott Gordon, Scott Gordon was clearly in over his head, but it took a while for him to be let go. Jack Capuano was very clearly in over his head <laughs> and it took way longer than it should have. And right. like, I mean, you don't want to say that about weight, but there was a point last year where you're just like, all right, this guy obviously has completely lost the plot. Yeah. Snow, snow, it happened, you know, four years ago, basically. <laughs> uh, so, so you're just like, like for, for island, people in big and powerful positions in this organization to get fired. Usually, like you said, it it didn't happen just because they had a bad win loss record. Yeah. It happened for other reasons. It's once and, every 10 years. Like it's literally right. once every 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's yeah, amazing. Cause I mean, in fairness, like, and you know, Islanders fans, you know, we, 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 
have seen a lot of awful, awful, awful hockey and awful teams over the years. But we're also, at the same time, incredibly spoiled because we had, a, a, you know, the first 12 years of the team's existence were almost flawless. I mean, yeah, they had two bad seasons. All they did was use them to compile a whole bunch of Hall of Famers and then turn into the best team in the league for, for like 10 years. They won four straight Stanley Cups and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then had a bunch of other Hall of Famers right after that. And, you know, the power structure of the team was in place for a long, long time. It was Al Arbor and Bill Torrey, and that was it. And, you know, okay, those guys, they clearly, you know, ran out of gas. Al Arbor obviously came back. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure they've kind of felt like it was time to go on, too, after 20-odd years in, in place. But since then, outside of, you know, Don Maloney spending three years or whatever, four years or whatever it was, the Islanders have never gotten rid of anybody because they just weren't any good. Like they got rid of them, you know. The G we have we've had we've had two general managers in the last twenty years. I mean, Mike Milbury was hired in nineteen ninety five. Twenty three years. Sorry. Yeah, it's they, funny to say I'm I'm twenty eight. So just think about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, excuse me. We've had I, I forgot about Neil Smith. I forgot Neil the Smith, forty day right, yeah. reign of yeah. Neil Smith. Yes. Yeah. So we've had you know three general managers in that time, and none of them have have been have felt the consequences of failure. They have fired coaches. They've traded some players, but that's, you know, ultimately they, it goes back up to them. Like, who's the guy who put the team together? And those guys just never seem to, to face the consequences. And now they, there are consequences. And it's just weird to think, you know, now the other side of the coin is, again, I'm looking at the devil's like franchise record here. And it's like, you know, he's fired. He, he fired Robbie Fatorik with a few games to go. He brought in Larry Robinson. Then he fired Larry Robinson a season and a half later, replaced him with Kevin Constantine. Pat Burns comes in, wins two Stanley Cups. Then he left. Uh, yeah, I don't. He didn't. He didn't pass away at that time. But I think he he got fired. Then brought Robinson back, replaced him with himself. Julian came in, fired with three games to go, replaced with himself <laughs> with with Lamarello. Yeah. So I mean, you know, there's another end of that, and you know, we don't want to see guys. We don't want the place to become a revolving door. But you want consequences and you want accountability. And it's it's taken this long. And like you said, it's unbelievable that Lou Lamarello is the guy. But here we are. It's just weird. It's it's. I think about it like this too, like that laundry list of names you just said, whoever's coming in to coach this team, you know, we can go over the list of people that have been kind of linked to it, but whoever it is now knows, oh damn, like I have like three months. If I, <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I do what, you know, if I have a, a stretch like Doug Wade had last year, hmm. I'm out. So yeah. actually I was just reading, um, Andrew Gross had a, had a cool article about sort of the, the Lou changes and the, the Lou, you know, moves and philosophy going back to the, cause obviously he used to cover the devils. And one, one bit really made, made me laugh. It was when he fired for Torek. Uh, he, it, the devils had lost 12 of 17 at the time. And again, it was, you know, with six games to go and they, they had lost 12 out of 17 games. And I thought to myself, and of course, that Devils team went on to win the Stanley Cup. And I thought to myself, how many times have the Islanders lost twelve out of seventeen games? It feels like in in a single season. It feels like it's happened once every season for the last like ten years. <laughs> like it was, you know, it used to happen in November every year where they would lose you know twelve <laughs> out of thirteen games. Uh, but like, so if that if you're telling me that a team a player a coach can lose twelve out of seventeen games, the team looks pretty bad, but they're in first place. That coach can still get fired. That's a completely different kettle of fish than the kind of things we've had to deal with this entire time, and, that, and that's pretty wild. Um, like you mentioned with the with the names of the coaches, um, you know, a couple have been kicked around. Like again, Barry Trotz. Who knows? He probably gets a con- if they win the cup, he's got to get a contract extension. I mean, give me a break. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, but his number one assistant, Todd Reardon, is a guy who's got a lot of. Uh, uh, juice to become a an NHL coach. Maybe maybe he's the one who shakes loose. You never know if the Caps win the Cup. Um, DJ Smith and Sheldon Keefe are both from the Toronto um, uh, organization. Keefe right now is playing in the Calder Cup Finals, so he might have a uh, an AHL championship on his record. And you know, as somebody, I think it was Arthur Staple brought up. You know, with Mike Babcock in the seat with the Leafs, you know, he can he might be an assistant coach, but he's not going to be a head coach with Toronto anytime soon. So maybe this would be his chance. Um, Smith has been an up and comer. He coached at Oshawa. He coached. Uh, he was Michael Del Cole's coach in Oshawa. He before that he coached Windsor Spitfires and where Josh Bailey played. So there's some connection there. He was also an Islanders draft pick. In case that name sounds familiar, he went back to the Leafs in the uh, infamous Wendell Clark uh, uh, dump off <laughs> trade of uh, 1990. Whatever. Um, who else? Uh, 
who else was in there? Scott Stevens. I mean, he's been an assistant coach for a while. I, you know, I'm not too excited. I, I really hope for somebody with experience, but I mean, I'm not going to tell Scott Stevens who's faced it. I don't want him there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's weird. Um, uh, one game I'm going to throw out there and Stan Fischler threw this out on, on Twitter. Um, Stan uses hashtags. He doesn't use the at symbol. Uh, so I just, <laughs> in case anybody missed it. Um, but Kirk Kleindorst was a guy who coached the AHL devils forever. I mean, I just remember him back in the nineties and he's currently out of a job and, I could see him coaching Bridgeport. I mean, I think Lou knows him. He knows Lou. He knows how to coach in the AHL. He's also an old guy, but, you know, he's got experience, and I could see that happening too. So there's a lot of options out there, um, and we don't know who's when it's going to happen. We don't know when the timeline is, uh, but <laughs> maybe in two weeks we'll have a coach. Maybe the end of this week. It's funny because they the NHL – we always hear the NHL doesn't want teams doing stuff during the Stanley Cup finals, and yet, you know, this is yeah, like – the Islanders. the Islanders <laughs> won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, and here's Lou just like firing dudes, and you know, he, they <laughs> might, they might announce a John Tavares extension on Friday. Who the hell knows? We'll see, but uh, it's it'll be pretty wild. No, they should wait for the parade day for that. Just, <laughs> but uh, the, the one one of the things that's funny too about you know Lou coming in and is like he, Lou Lou the Islanders weren't really they, they weren't I guess the tightest ship to to say the least. Like there were some. Uh, leaks that would get out uh, to some interesting characters, let's just say, uh, and they would prove correct. Uh, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Like we're, when the he's going to button everything up that way too, and I think that that's going to be interesting too. That 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 you know we're not going to know that Matt Molson was traded for for, for Thomas Vanek <laughs> from from a, from a Twitter bookie, for, like, you know, three hours beforehand anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. I was going to say if if you're looking at any of these coaches. If you're trying to like suss out which coach is being talked to or which guy's in lead, don't bother because you're not going to find out. Because uh, Brian Compton was saying he, he asked somebody at one point who the Devils were going to hire as a coach, and the guy was like, "I have no idea." And Peter DeBoer was named as their coach an hour later. So nobody's leaking, and and it could go you know for a long time before we find out. But or they could be you know Luke could have somebody in mind and and name him tomorrow. We don't know, but um, it's going to be weird having this. I know I've been I've said weird like 15 times in the last I don't know however long we've been talking, but well, it's because it's weird. It, it is weird. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Jimmy says it's Jimmy's weird. making his point. <laughs> Jimmy's like, you're right. It is weird. Um, but we're gonna have to like, and when I say we, I mean you, me, Islanders fans everywhere are going to have to actually totally recalibrate our brains over the next little while as this whole thing unfolds and we're all kind of in limbo right now. And I know that we, you know, we all kind of think that the worst is going to happen and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But the fact is we don't know Lou is where you live in Lou's world. Now we don't live in Garth's world anymore. And in Garth's mm-hmm. world, you know, maybe guys, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get to it when we get to it. You know, maybe we'll take some time. Maybe we'll figure something out. Oh, there's a huge trade. Now there's nothing for a year and a half. You know, like that. Right. We're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> if somebody needs to be fixed, it's going to get fixed because that's the way Lou does things. You know, I think to, we we all get into this kind of cosplay of fans becoming you know analysts and whatever. Like we, you can have your guy or whatever, but he's going to pick his guy and he's in charge. So mm. just you know, get behind it for now. I mean, this is, this is, this is the time to kind of like, you know, it sounds cliche or whatever. We kind of make fun of people for doing this, but like, we, this is a great time to get behind the Islanders and, and not, you know, yeah. be, you know, stick your nose up at whoever, whoever Lou brings in, whether it's, it's like Jacques Lemaire or, or, you know, I'm no Ken Hitchcock is retired, but like someone like that, like who cares? Like this is, it's a, it's a lot better today than it was yesterday. So we yeah. should all just be, be ready for, to get behind him. That's a good point. Cause again, on, with the McCown, interview they asked him if he would be the gm in october he said yes although that could just mean that he hasn't found anybody yet so that doesn't necessarily i think they were trying to fish for you know see if he was going to hire mark hunter when his he shakes loose from his uh contract with the leafs but you know luke could say yes now and be like well mark hunter's available i brought him in i like him so that's one thing but the other thing he said too was that you know what they asked him why he fired doug wade and he was like uh well i had a meeting with doug and Doug knows why I fired him, <laughs> which is like, uh, okay, that's kind of a wild, crazy answer. Uh, and we'll, hopefully it happens soon. Uh, not too soon that I, we don't want him to rush, but uh, soon enough that, you know, they got a draft at the end of the month. Uh, they got a John Tavares situation to hash out. And to be honest, I really, really don't want to talk about it. I've been reading and listening to 
Toronto mostly based writers and, and talking heads for the last two days telling me all about my team's inner workings and how this is either going to hurt Tavares coming back or help him coming oh, back. That's great. I'm Isn't that great? So everybody sick of the whole thing. Everybody knows. Everybody knows except for except for everybody. Just, I really don't I just don't get and I again I said this on Twitter before, but that like the concept that we keep hearing about how Tavares is a loyal guy and he wants to win and he loves Long Island and he he's he's he wants to win that's his big thing and then we also hear that he's willing to ditch the team because they demoted the guy who used to be his landlord like those two things don't coincide <laughs> like the guy either wants to win and he loves Long Island and he wants to be part of a winner or he's the guy who says, well, you, you fired my buddy, I'm out of here. Like, he's one <laughs> or the other, you know? And, and I've I been reading so much about the first guy, I can't believe he's still the second guy. If he turns out he's the second guy, I'll be really, really upset. And I'll be very disappointed, both in John Tavares and me, myself, for not thinking that he was that guy. But <clears throat> I really, really can't believe that those are the same guy. You, you can't yep. be super loyal, you know, robot, hockey robot man, and then be like, blah. I only want to work with these two guys who, by the way, are still there. So maybe they kind of still are working together. Maybe he'll be like a coach. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, it's it's just- uh, it's it, I, like to me, and it was hard not to get caught up in it. But I kept just telling myself, making considered effort. You, this does not move the needle one way or another. Nobody knows. This is just not. And it, and with Lou, like he's he, he keeps things so buttoned up that you know we'll lo- we'll know less now even though he's he's done more media hits than garceno ever right. did in his entire islander career already i just like we're just not gonna know and and whatever happens happens and mm. at this point like I, i've kind of you know just just made my peace with either way and to me it's almost gonna be like the islanders if the islanders sign john Tavares now it's almost gonna be like the islanders sign john Tavares as, as like a free agent like Rather than like it's it, if you know I I don't know how best to say it. like it was like he's not their free agent like he's an addition to the team at this point like because I'm already I've already counted him out already so now I'm just <laughs> you know I'll be that happy and I don't I don't like anybody who thinks that John Tavares is not joining is not the reason he's not going to sign with this team is because Lou Lamarillo here and just cleaned house is I think a little probably way off base and doesn't know what they're talking about. And I would, I would love to, if, if I could, if I, if I really had the power to, I would love to sit down every one of these writers when this does come out and just slap them across the face. <laughs> just be like, yeah. so much of your time and our time with this stuff. I, I'm at the point where as, as hopeful as I am, I get, and I get, I always saying about Tavares and, and like, I've seen this, this sentiment on Twitter and in our, our comment section too. If the Islanders lose Tavares, and I, again, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but if they do, I'm much more comfortable with Lamorello at the helm than Snow at the helm because I feel <laughs> like if they had lost him, Snow would be like, oh, we'll just call up Tanner Fritz from Bridgeport. And it's like, what? It doesn't work that way, you know? Whereas Lou would have to find some, figure something out and be like, well, now I have a team with like one center, so I got to do something. I have one thing I just would, would jump in that. I, uh, you know, I'm working with this company called the Action Network now, and we have, you know, some contacts at, at uh, bookmakers on and offshore, and, and I've contacted them, uh, and they're going to give me lines for for the next NHL, uh, next Islanders head coach. Hmm. So I'll, I'll make sure to, to to put those out as soon as they get them to us. But <laughs> I've been trying to get lines. This is this is funny because I've been trying to get lines for the Tavares stay or go prop, hmm. and they won't give them out because I just think. That's how little you know. Vegas, they they won't put them up if they don't know if they can't make a market for it. Hmm. And I just don't think anybody knows like like that. <laughs> and that's just and that's not going to change. So yeah, as hopeful as I am for the future of the team, I am totally ready to you know when the the season starts again to delete the Twitter app from my phone, log out on my computer, not do anything, and just absorb hockey from games and then from like maybe three or four writers that I like and trust and just completely ignore everybody else. Like I just, I can't <laughs> take, I've, I have taken in so many opinions from so many people who's, who's, I don't think bring any value to anything that I'm done. I don't want to hear anybody else's ideas. I don't <laughs> want to hear anybody else's rumors. This is what I heard. My sources are telling me. I don't want to hear it. I want to watch the team with my own eyes and then get some some other additional information from a few trusted people, and that's it. And I don't want to hear it anymore because I'm tired of these voices, and we all know where they come from, and we all know who they are, 
And there's with the Blue Jays in last place, they got to talk about something. And the thing they've chosen to talk about is John Tavares. And I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and it's, you know, and that goes for Toronto. It goes for Montreal. It goes for Vancouver. It goes for a hundred San Jose. It goes for a bunch of different places. And they just have nothing else. If you're in San Jose and you're talking about signing John Tavares, watch your basketball team. <laughs> They're very good. I promise you. But uh, I just, you know, I can't, I really, I'm just about done with it. And it's funny because, you know, in the last two weeks, I have become actually more hopeful about the future of the team. But in terms of my feelings about hockey media, I am just completely done with it. I can't take it anymore. I just, I, I, if you, if you could line those guys up to smack them, I would be standing right behind you. It'd be like airplane. When like they, you know, they go through the whole line of the smack and the, you know, she's like hysterical and they're like, calm down, calm down, and, smack, and they're like, you know, Leslie Nielsen is behind him, and then there's a guy with a billy club and a gun and a blackjack. Like that's what that's what I would do because I can't take these guys anymore. And they, you know, talk about <laughs> now I'm totally off on a rant, but talk about no accountability and no, you know, consequences. Like these guys just say this stuff. There's yep. no consequence. If if John Tavares signs with the Islanders tomorrow. And some dope doofus on you know Toronto radio has been crying about how he's going to sign with the Leafs for six months. Nothing happens. Like yeah. nobody's going to say, "Well, man, you were wrong." He's going to no, say, no. "Wow, we were shocked how about that." Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. just going to be like, "Well, we're getting Tyler." You know what that means? We're getting Tyler Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be uh, Drew Doughty. It'll yeah, be Drew Doughty. Then it'll be Eric Carlson, and then and then Sagan. Yeah, Sagan yeah. next year. But yeah, they'll they'll and actually Jenny Jenny Berman from Lighthouse Hockey and I were talking about this today that once they. Once they sign, if the Islanders sign Tavares, it's going to be it's going to go from boy these dopes didn't sign Tavares earlier to I can't believe these dopes signed Tavares for that much money. Yep, that's oh, what yeah. it's going to be, and I I know it's going to happen, and and so I'm not I shouldn't be annoyed by it, but I just know it's going to be annoying, and I'm gonna yeah even even the uh, the well grounded people are going to yeah. give the. Oh well, you know, I don't know if I would have given him the seventh and eighth year of this contract because you know they got to still sign Barzal and yeah. uh, whoever else they draft this year. And well, a cost so. per point uh, in, in years four and five is uh, yeah. under twenty nine percent. Get dude, we all know that up. at, yeah. at thirty four is where the cliff is. <laughs> like, all right, like yeah, oh, it's gonna be great. It's, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, but but again, and, and it all ties back to what we what we said at the beginning, and we started saying this is all about setting this team up as an actual NHL team. And to do that, you need some stuff happening behind the scenes yep. that hadn't happened before. And you need to keep your free agents and you need to keep your best players. And, you know, Tavares is the Islanders face of the franchise. Like, I mean, could they survive without him? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Luke can pull some magic out of the, his hat. I don't know. But, you know, if you're an NHL team, you can't lose a guy like this. And and mm-hmm. it might be wrong and it might, they might end up signing up for a lot of money. And, you know, they brought up a good point on, on uh, the um, the Bob McCown show today, that you know Tavares is not the fastest skater in the world, and it is a fast skating game now, and you know maybe that's a problem. But again, I don't care. <laughs> I want the guy <laughs> to stay. But yeah, he's, uh, he's only like put up eighty something points every year of his freaking career. Right. Yeah, I, so, I, you know Joe I Thornton isn't it's... the fastest skater either. But yeah, exactly good, right. So. Yeah, and he's yeah he's the toast of the town. Like mm-hmm. no matter you can't you can't say anything wrong about Jumbo Joe and Brent Burns. Right. Yeah. So. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. There's. A, I'm glad I said I didn't want to talk about John Tavares, and then we end up talking about John Tavares. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Like, what else? What else have? What else have I thought about for the last ten years of my yeah, life? So I guess that's true. It's, and, yeah. It's it's wild. <laughs> yeah, that, and then that'll be the next stumbling block too. Is that we've lived with this story now forever? That once it ends, I, one way or the other, the Islanders will have two people covering their games again. Yeah. <laughs> So, they, all right, there's another thing too, but like we're going to have to move on and we're going to have to find something else to talk about. Yeah. I'm sure we will, but. You know, you know what else we, that nobody's brought up too about this whole thing is we haven't seen John Tavares, John Tavares play in a real, like the Islanders, let's face it, we're an arena football team. Hmm. And, and John Tavares played in this like circus and still succeeded the way he did. So, hmm. like, what, what, who's to say this guy isn't going to have like an unbelievable year when he's actually got brains you know working behind him and, and putting him in the optimal situation so and not just hanging him out to dry and yeah him play with whoever yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah it's not like oh yeah we called up rush johnston from uh bridgeport let's <laughs> slap him on with 91 yeah right well the the cal clutterbuck uh Tavares, the jason chimera 
uh, Tavares experiment. That didn't last very long, too. So yeah, yeah I mean, Eric Bolton. There is a time. There is a game where like some Jack Jack Capuano was punishing somebody, and I think it was us, the fans, by putting <laughs> they got Eric Bolton on his wing. I was like, oh man, all right. Well, I, I, I don't remember what? that game, but I'm sure Michael Wilhoff has it on. Yeah, TV, no, I, on remember, DVD. I remember. He's got it on remember, Blu-ray, probably. I remember like seeing the the tweets. Like as soon as Bolton went out there for a shift on the first line, like all of a sudden it was like, oh well. Michael Wilhoff might have just passed out. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, those days are over. Like you know, I mean, those days now, are over. Having said that, there might be some more crazy days, different crazy days coming up. But those days, hopefully, are over because I don't think. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I want to say too. Like, you know, in hearing Lamorello do these media hits, uh, it's been very refreshing. I I feel like maybe I had a different. Uh, impression of Lou because I didn't really listen to any of his media hits earlier. I didn't really have a reason to. Uh, but again, he's he's you know he sounds like a guy who who wants us to play a fast game and wants to you know make the team good. But the funny thing is that like it occurred to me that you know the Islanders are a team and Peter Body of the Daily News is always harping on this and he's not wrong that you know the Islanders as a franchise have made a lot of excuses for themselves over over the last number of years and you know that we couldn't win because of this or because this happened or that happened. And it occurred to me that having listened to Lamorello now over the last couple of weeks, I can't envision a scenario in which he complains that they kept a third goalie on the roster for two years because an AHL goalie was hurt. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> Whereas we heard Garth Snow say that. Well, you know, how, why'd you keep the third goalie? Well, you know, we had a situation where an AHL goalie was hurt and yada, yada, yada. It still doesn't make any sense to this day. <laughs> and I can't imagine Lou Lamorello saying the same thing. I wonder if he knows that the Islanders did that, you know, because obviously like right. you're working for, he's working for the Leafs at the time and you're in your own little echo chamber and mm. doing talking to editorial media. I wonder if he like just ever did like a double take, like when maybe the Islanders came to town and they got the sheet of mm. scratches and he's like, oh, like, why do they have a third goalie? Somebody must be hurt. And then they're like, no, this is this is just this is what they do, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. Or maybe sit next to him in the press box, like, who's that guy? Oh, third stringer. Oh, all right. And then, you know, he he didn't sit next to him again for another year and he didn't realize that that guy's been there the whole time. That yeah, I could see that happening. Or maybe he knew about it and it was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But but like the ant the reason why was because uh, you know, they thought they were gonna lose him on waivers and Christopher Gibson got hurt. Dude, give me a break. Uh, that Yeah, that, that's definitely not going to happen again. I can tell you right now. That is definitely absolutely not going to happen. And that's just indicative of the kind of changes we're going to see. So there you go. Uh, okay. Um, I'm just going to – I have a review here. We haven't done this in a long time. If you've sent us a review, um, I haven't read them in a very long time. But we've had sporadic – uh, get togethers. I didn't. I'm surprised we've had this many get togethers. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm gra- that's another glad. thing that we we should we should be happy about with Lou is that he's given us uh, reason to to do this. Yeah, definitely. To uh, to rap for for a couple minutes every two weeks, and yeah, hopefully he stays on this pace because I think he's doing. You know, the Islanders are doing something every two weeks, so we can, <laughs> you know, in two weeks from now we can have another show. And well, let's see nice. what's what's two weeks. So so the draft is on the 28th. So uh, that'll be that's definitely a, we'll have to get together to talk about that. Uh, and then the free agency talking period starts on the 24th. So hopefully sometime by the 28th or 29th, John Tavares is signed and sealed and delivered. And that's the end of that. So we will have good reason to talk then. But uh, yeah, right. And maybe but and then two that weeks, week, every two weeks until October. And then before you know it, the Islanders have an all star team and uh, they can go ahead and win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know what? You know what's going to be great. It's, it's so like during the transfer season in, in soccer, a lot of times like you'll you'll see uh, the media will, will, will like be outside like the training ground, and they'll see like the the representatives come into like a into a car and drive in, and they'll be like, oh, like these are the representatives from like Wayne Rooney is they're on they're at like you know Islanders Ice Works. Like I cannot wait. For some, for somebody to be like, "Yep, John Tavares is here at Maple Leafs like Iceplex." Uh, it's it's not it's not him, but it's definitely his. You know, one of his guys here to talk to the to the Maple Leafs or or a, a picture of him on the golf course with with somebody from the Leafs is gonna be that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna drag him. In. We're gonna hear all this about how they're dragging him into the room. That was like the Brad Richards thing. Like they had a the Rangers had a video with like Spike Lee and all these other people like welcoming him to New York. Yeah, that's gonna really suck. Uh, anyway, yeah. it'll be like he'll be like at a charity golf event, and, and Mitch Marner will be one of the people like at his quartet, and they'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> we we heard from this that Mitch Marner is doing his best to recruit John Tavares." 
<laughs> Definitely looking forward to that. So, um, but yes, if you if you have left us a review and I haven't read it, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to go to one right now. Um, this is from uh, Mark Bacon. He gives us four stars. Thank you. That's a great rating. But he says it's a little long. Uh, good hosts, solid sound quality, but they could cut it in half. Maybe do two shows at a time and release them separately. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for calling us good hosts. We appreciate that. Thank you very much for the four stars. Appreciate that. Thank you very much for the good sound quality because I'm always very conscious of that, and I'm glad that uh, you think that, and I, I take pride in, in having good sound quality. You do a really good job with that. Yeah. I, like It's always in the back of my head. I always like It's like just something I'm thinking about the whole time uh, because obviously we, we just depend on, on – wi-fi and i'm very very nervous there's a there's a dog barking in the background of our <laughs> podcast so like it's something that you know i, I don't want to like you know you don't want to sit down and record something and then like you know have somebody have to to, to unplug it because we which we've all done with podcasts so yeah we've, well i mean as far as in terms of uh like technical difficulties jimmy the dog is okay that's fine he's he's okay as long as it's not something like my computer's on fire or that that would be much worse but uh but as far as uh, doing two shows at a time and releasing and releasing them separately no way <laughs> i'm sorry it takes a lot to get a show like this together and you know uh fortunately your your new job allows us to get get together a little bit uh, the you know, time's a little bit more flexible which is great oh, yeah um but yeah this is a lot of work and uh Doing two shows at once and releasing them separately not going to happen. I also have a second podcast called Golden Girl Sports. That's going to come back soon. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also have a wife and child. You have a, uh, a, a fiance and a dog. You play softball. I have uh, literally a house full of video games that I unfortunately cannot touch because I have no time. So, <laughs> no. This is the one podcast. I get that they're long. Man, I hate long podcasts too. There's a very famous hockey podcast out there that started out at a normal length and now it's like two and a half hours at a clip and dude i can't listen to it i'm sorry <laughs> thank you very much but that ain't happening but uh you know we, we try and keep things short but it's just so much fun talking about this with with mike that i just can't we can't stop talking it's just it just ends up being a whole long thing well i just said before we came on i would have to take that long we'll, we'll just yeah. keep it short we'll talk about lou and it's been like an hour now so hey it just and then usually when we say it's over that we sit, stay on and i keep holding my microphone and we just make fun of the islanders <laughs> some more right and then alan rourke is mentioned and then we just yeah. the whole thing so uh but thank that's, you very that's, much. That's, that was like fourth mention <laughs> on, on, on a hockey podcast yeah. this guy we gotta find this, him yeah we really do need to find him just <laughs> He, I wonder what he would say. Just be like, listen, buddy, we somehow you've worked your way into the, the Lou Lamarillo got hired podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> somehow, I don't know how, but he keeps, yeah. he keeps ending up there. But it's of all people, too. It's pretty funny. Um, but thank you for the review. Please leave us reviews. We like that one. Kicks us up the uh, the iTunes ladder of whatever, how many Islanders podcasts there are. There's a million of them out there. Um, speaking of podcasts, Lighthouse Hockey has a new one. The Isles Buzz podcast is now uh, at Lighthouse Hockey. It's Noel and Dan. They've done a great job over at Hockey Buzz for a long time. Listen to theirs. It's a little bit shorter, uh, but those guys, they, they have a great rapport. They've done a lot of great work. They get interviews, which is great. <laughs> we, Mike and I like talking to each other too much, so we don't really do that many interviews, so, yeah. uh, except for our, uh, a couple of our friends here. But, uh, no, that's great, and I'm looking forward to it because uh, those guys do a great job. So listen to that as well. Uh, anything else? Did I miss anything? I miss any Lou Angles uh, uh, on here? No, I don't think so. I just – I wish I was the one who got to fire – who gets to fire Greg Cronin. <laughs> That's really it. I was just thinking about just sitting him down and just being like, I just don't know what you've done here for a while. You know, I just, I just meant to, I just see, this is how, this is what happens. Now I'm, now I'm looking because, oh, you know, he's still there. He's still on the list. Uh, I think Greg Cronin's been with the Islanders for 18 years. It feels like that. But, uh, but snow. I think he was coaching the sound tigers when they had like the blue, the mimic of the Islanders orange jerseys, where it was yeah. like the, but the, the sound tigers version where it was just like that cool blue color, which were beautiful. Those were great jerseys, by the way, those sound tiger ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, he's, was, he's, yeah, he was the AHL coach for like a year or two yeah. uh, before uh, before he came to the Islanders. So, well, he's still there now. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, one step at a time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, but uh, oh, was he? Yep. Before his stint at Maine. Yep. There's another name. There's another <laughs> word you're not going to see. <laughs> There's another word you're not going to see too yeah, often. The black bears. The black yeah. bears are gone. Yeah, yeah, oh, God, I, I hate. I don't watch college hockey, but I hate the University of Maine. <laughs> Uh, it might end up being that they uh, they're just going to end up getting replaced by University of Providence guys, so or Providence yeah, University exactly. guys. So uh, uh, we'll see how that works out. But uh, yeah, the main the main connection, I think uh, the, tr the the main train is has been derailed for the time being. So 
that's another thing to, to put in your cap too. Uh, so, uh, well, thanks a lot. Um, tell everybody your, your Twitter handle again. It's uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. The Big Lebowski with two E's. You can follow Mike there. You can follow me at Culture of Losing. Uh, I took Mike's advice and I changed my name. So now it's Culture of L-O-U-S-I-N-G. But you can still follow me, regular on Culture of Losing. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the reviews. Hope the episode wasn't too long. Uh, but uh, we had a lot to talk about. But uh, we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks. I guess we should do a draft thing. Yeah, Whatever. and then maybe if they hire somebody to coach, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, or they trade one of those picks for. Uh, I mean, yeah. We'll I mean, I wouldn't even know what to say about any of these guys coaching anyway. So it's not like my <laughs> our, my analysis or your analysis yeah. is going to be like, you know, yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, we'll just go by by the tweets of people. Is either they're angry yeah. or they're happy, and if they're happy, <laughs> that's bad news, and if they're angry, that's good news. Exactly. Um, I I don't know if you remember this, but um, when the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup, uh, Roman Turek was their backup goalie. And he was literally traded on the day of their parade. Like he, was, oh, man. he was given a speech. I remember watching it on Sports Center, and you know he was given a speech, and the guy, the Sports Center hosts were like, "Roman Pol- uh, uh, Roman Turek is there. He just got traded to Calgary. He doesn't know. He didn't care." <laughs> Like, he, he, uh, he had one of the all-time great masks. Yes. He had like that monster with the teeth. And... That was Iron Maiden mask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I actually like Google image him like once a yeah. month just to look at those things. Oh, those, was... those were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Iron Maiden. Yeah, he was a huge Iron Maiden fan. And I That's think his great. son's name was like Eddie or something because he was a huge Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I could see that kind of thing happening. Whenever I read about Philip Grubauer, I could totally see that too. Like, ah, oh, here's yeah. a lovely uh, Capitals Stanley Cup victory parade. Uh, Philip Grubauer just got traded to the Islanders for a first round pick. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, that's pretty cool, I guess. Well, so yeah, maybe something like that happens. But yeah, let's, we'll, we'll get together and again in two weeks, talk about, I guess, Tavares free agency, talk about the draft, talk about whoever. And uh, we'll see uh, what surprises Lou has in store for us then. Uh, so thanks a lot. Leave us a review. Please listen. Please listen to Isles Buzz. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.